What's up, y'all? Daniel, newerbarbering.com, and welcome back to another podcast. On this episode, um, I wanted to talk about this. Um, I talked about it on my Instagram story literally earlier today, this perception versus reality. Now, um, I've even talked about this on prior episodes. I think I was supposed to make this episode maybe like, I don't know, three or four episodes ago. Um, but nonetheless, here we are. So um, this this is more going to be centered around again too, like issues with... Um, not that I have, but that I see barbers going through, um, who are raising their prices up too quickly. And, and what is the second, third order consequences going to be? Um, and you know, the perception of charging more, um, versus the reality of like what that's actually supposed to do. Because I, I, I don't want to say I feel responsible for this. Um, I think I take, I take everything that I see at least uh, as something as my full responsibility, whether it be, you know, a barber I work with in the program isn't getting the results they want, um, you know, something in my business isn't going the way it wanted, like the way I wanted it to, something uh, crashes um, <clears throat> or something just breaks. Um, I think I've just always, I, I think I've trained myself to have that um, uh, over the years to take full responsibility of it because I had some type of control over the situation and I know I could have done better makes me feel very uh, grounded in that and it makes me not a fucking victim at the end of the day um, so I, I just feel a little um, that maybe sometimes like because I do um, at least am vocal about of course the results that we get with inside the elevated mentorship program uh, with some of uh, the barbers that are inside of that right like tough going from 35 to 110 months South Bay Chris who's now at 150 Berg who's now at 140 Joel's at 200 Sonny who's at 75 Angel who's at 80 uh, et cetera, et cetera. And we could we can continue going down the list um, but I, I don't want it to um, I've seen a trend and I've seen this coming for a while too. Um, I just haven't been, cause I wanted to see how it played out. Like, you know, maybe, maybe this is the right move for people to do. Um, but I'm kind of seeing the writing on the wall with it now. Um, just with what people I've been coming in contact, um, are doing and picking up on it and basically going after the perception of what seems to be <laughs> that they're doing, which is, um, just raising prices, right? Um, and if that's all you kind of take away, um, I mean, you're playing Russian roulette at the end of the day. Um, cause these, these individuals, like they have, they have processes, systems, and tools that, um, <clears throat> I mean, make somebody a very deadly weapon in business. And I like to think of it as, um, I, I, like, I always try to think about business as like how Bezos treats, um, competitors. Um, and how he treats competitors is basically like who are on selling on Amazon and there's a good product. Um, what he'll do is he'll have whatever he's selling on that platform because they have third party sellers. And if there's a hot product that's selling and doing well, of course, the, Amazon wants to be almost monopolized on their own platform. And so what they'll do is, is they'll lower the price as like lower than the competition, right? Because of course, everybody on Amazon is going to go after, or the majority of people are going to go after at lowest price. Um, whatever's priced lower, if it's the same product, the one that's priced lower, hey, I'm going to buy that one. Why am I going to pay a dollar more for this other one What's the exact same thing? And maybe even free shipping or something like that, right? And so the competition sees that and then lowers price again uh, below them. And just to stay competitive because they start losing business because all of their 
traffic flow goes to now what Amazon is selling. And then Amazon sees that again too and says, cool, no problem, we'll go below that. And just keeps on going lower and lower and lower and lower. And what this is doing, and you might be thinking, well, why, why would a company, um, you know, lower their pricing? They're, 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 they're not um, making money off that, right? Like they're kind of losing money. And that's the point, because <clears throat> they don't mind losing money. Um, the company that they're going up against has nowhere near the cash reserves and the uh, war chest that Bezos has inside of Amazon. Amazon's cash reserves can, it, it, think of it as like an air tank, right? He can stay under the damn water way longer with that oxygen tank than somebody can with just holding their breath. And that's basically the analogy that I think uh, is, is, is perfect for um, what, what they do to competitors, right? They basically drown them until that competitor either gives up because they're not profitable, they're not making money anymore, um, and it doesn't, it, it doesn't make sense to continue selling. So what Bezos does then is, hey, look, I'll pay you for the whole company, and now I own that company, and now I, you know, I took out my, one of my competitors, and I have a great product who's, that's making me more money, and then once that happens, they can raise the price back up to whatever it was regularly. Um, and now nobody can come close to them. They built a moat. And that's what business is. It's a strategy game at the end of the day, right? It's not who um, it's not who can look like they're the most successful or buy the, the flashiest thing or like charge the most. That's not the game. Like it's at the end of the day, you know, you want to build up that war chest because when you do go to war and war will happen at some point in time, right? Meaning like, um, you know, we don't bar as in the barber industry, we don't have that type of like, you know, like thing to worry about, but you know, there's things like, um, recessions or just, uh, you know, things that happen in the economy every 10, 15 years, like I've talked about before that, you know what, like most people don't take an account for. And if you do, um, that's like building your moat so that when, you know, you don't have to worry during those times where everybody's stressing out and you can get a competitive advantage. And then, you know, however you want to pivot off that. Now you have an opportunity while everybody else like kind of goes back down to zero. It's very strategical, right? Very strategical, strategical thinking. Um, <clears throat> and I thought the same way when like, you know, running my barber uh, business and like, especially what I work with barbers inside the elevated, elevated mentorship program, like, you know, we're not just going to be doing this thing for an ego stroke. Um, and I think people sometimes get the wrong idea who are on the outside, on the inside, um, I think individuals really start to figure out, you could just be on one damn Q and a call and figure out how much strategy there is. Um, and just, I mean, I'm like a shark at the end of the day. I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I see like what somebody's business, where somebody's business is at, what they need to do to get to where they need to go. And it's like, look, do this, 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 and this, nobody's gonna have a fucking clue what, what you're doing. And then you can just, uh, attack with this, you know, raise prices by this date. And then we can go up after that to on this date. Uh, but we're gonna have to do this, 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 and this, and nobody can see what that, what's going on behind the scenes. Right. And I mean, they're not, nobody's supposed to, cause it's a program. Like people have to, you know, obviously, uh, get into to understand, but it, it is somewhat of, I guess this is the repercussions and I, I don't want people to get the wrong ideas about it, just about raising prices. Because what I'm now seeing is that, um, people are now optimizing just for the look or whatever number they charge. Um, and forgetting that, like, look, there's a number in the bank that matters. Right. Um, and you shouldn't just because somebody raises prices doesn't mean like you should get, um, cause I seen, I, I remember like when I first started coming public about, uh, the elevated mentorship program, student results and everything, I started noticing barbers in those other areas, uh, of other barbers. Um, 
I don't want to say flustered, but they definitely like, you know, they were like, oh man, if he's doing that, I'm just going to do it too. Um, which is fine. Right. I don't, I don't mind that. I, I think I just, I don't want anybody to like fuck their business up because people have already, and I've talked to individuals and we even have somebody that I work with inside the program that has done that same thing as well. Luckily we've got him back on track. Um, and I'll, I'll go into the details of that later so that maybe if that's where you're at currently, um, or, you know, potentially thinking about like how to actually either get yourself out of that or even avoid it altogether. Right. Because I think that is very is helpful just to have a case study of that. Um, again, the perception of just raising it because they should, um, well, the reality is like we revamped their whole operation structure and really just the approach of how to run, uh, the business model of a, of a barber, right? It's very, very different. Um, and I, I think for a lot of individuals too, um, especially as barbers, cause we like a, a lot of people, this is our first business typically. And I think again, too, I feel somewhat responsible for not being as vocal on this of like, look, this is what you should have at least at the, like, if you're not at that position, which most barbers in their business are not, this is what you should be focused on. Um, and maybe that's why I'm kind of creating that podcast too, kind of cleaning up the mess, um, just so people can get back on the right track and not try to play. Cause it, it, it gets to a point of like, you know, some people just start, start playing the, the keep up game, right. Or the catch up game. Like, Oh, he did this. I gotta do this now. Like <clears throat> none of that shit's going to matter in 10 years, honestly. Right. Like businesses try to do that. Um, even with Amazon, um, you know, the, um, Wall Street, just in general, thought that like the business kind of was a scam, um, and people thought that Amazon was a, was a scam. I think they call it—I don't want to say scamazon, but because I don't know if that's correct. But um, because the business on you know on paper at least looked like it was um, it was not profitable, right? And all people were doing back then, the dot com era, was basically if you if you just had like a really good like URL dot com. Um, and you had a good name for it, like people, and like you had like some idea, you didn't even have to have a product. You could just have an idea that sounded good. And people would like investors would just throw you money because it was like the wild west and almost damn near every single one of those dot com. It was the bubble, right? The dot com bubble. Almost every single one of those businesses went under or just completely like, you know, closed down. Amazon's, I, to my knowledge, the the only one, and for damn sure, the best one that has survived that, right? Even the, like eBay, they, like eBay was coming up at the same time. They're not even the same conversation, to be quite honest. Like they were at competition at some point in time. But, you know, like again, too, I, I think, um, I mean, it's a great actually analogy right there. Um, uh, a lot of companies wanted that backing from Wall Street and like the stock price and everything like that. Um, because that was the perception of what the company was, right? And that's 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 not what a company is. I mean, even Bezos has said this before. Like, a stock is not what um, is not a true value of the company, right? Like, check back in ten years. Like, we'll see what what the true value of the company is and who actually survived this thing. And you know, that's very strategical and like very against the grain of like typical like corporate America. Typical people in corporate America, like they really just focus on. Um, Again, too, what's the stock price? You know, the uh, shareholder, uh, the shareholders, not share, uh, the shareholders, and really, um, they they just want to focus on like, is it making money? Is it profitable? So that those shareholders don't back out and they keep feeding money in because they know that their dollar is getting multiplied, right? Um, 
And Bezos said, fuck that. Like, that's not what business is. Like, you know, that's, made, that's again, to the short-term yield, right? You can get, make quick cash on that. But, you know, if you want to make something long-term, you got to think in the long-term. And if that's only short-term thinking, we're not going to align with that at all. Um, and that's, that was one thing that really pivoted my thinking on this. Um, and I think more people should pivot their thinking because <laughs> just raising prices is very short-term, especially if you have under 10K in the bank which I see a lot of barbers doing. I see a lot of individuals um, as well that I, I talk to that, that, you know, are interested in joining the program that, you know, they got themselves up to 60 bucks or whatever, and they have less than like two, three K in the bank, which is not, um, again, like it becomes, what's the, what's the point of this damn thing, right? Um, because you're just setting yourself up again to you have the perception, you're feeding the perception. You're not really in tune with reality. I've talked to many individuals who are charging well under 30 bucks a haircut, um, who have more than like 20, 30K in the bank. Um, that was even me when I was charging 16, 20 bucks. Um, and it's very doable. It's just, you know, the end, it comes down to the individual. At the end of the day, the money's just not going to run out of that damn account, right? Like you can, like, first of all, there has to be an action for a reaction to occur. So there has to be an action for the reaction of money coming in, right? Then there also has to be an action for a reaction of money coming out. And these things just don't happen on its own. Like money just doesn't be like, oh man, I'm going to fly out of here. It's not how it works, right? It, 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 it's set up by you. And that's kind of like the most sobering thing. Um, and so if you're under that, you know, you always have to go back to what's the problem. Now, this is where clean thinking comes into play, right? Um, clean thinking, at least for me, means that like you're, you're thinking about this very rationally. You're not jumping to conclusions. And you're also also like really, excuse me, um, you're also really just, you're, you're battle testing the, these ideas and you're really thinking about this critically, right? So I'll give you an example. Um, what someone, what one person might do or what one might do, I, I guess, um, is say, I'm not making enough money, therefore I should raise prices, right? That's a thought. I am not doing this, therefore I should do this. Um, and that's very short term. Like, 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 I think people just jump the gun. Oh man, that makes sense, okay. And you, you have to battle test this thing. I, have, I, I was also gonna make a podcast um, uh, that was gonna go over like, you know, there's a difference between theory and practice, right? That is like the exact thing. The theory is if I charge more, I'll make more. But the practice is completely different. Most times when somebody makes more, they also uh, like keep less or keep around the same that they were at the lower price point because the person never changed, right? That individual, the disciplines, the business structure, the business disciplines never changed. Um, now, I'm trying to find my, find my space on um, these notes real quick. Oh, so, you know, when you kind of figure out like, okay, what's the problem is, is you know, not making enough money. So therefore I charge more. Why should I, why, why am I not like, just go for the why not the therefore answer, right? Forget the therefore, forget like the, what you think the solution is go to what the problem is currently. So you have the problem. I'm not making enough money. Just ask the simple question. You, you could even literally write down a Google doc. I actually do this. I take a blank Google doc. I'm looking at my, my uh, desktop right now and I'll open up a blank Google Doc and I'll write down problem. I'll semicolon it and I'll write the problem right below of what whatever I'm dealing with, right? And then I'll say, why? 
right? Like, why is this a problem? Basically, I'm, 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 I'm you know, why am I making like, let's say if it's, I'm not making enough money. Why aren't you making enough money? Oh man. It, you know, I'm like, um, then you could just start thinking, right? Cause I try to start thinking like, oh, I'm not charging enough, but that doesn't make sense. Right. Um, cause you could be like, I, I don't think that that's true. Why are you not making enough money currently? Like what's, what's the real issue of this? You can kind of dive into, well, I'm not keeping enough money, right? I'm not, I, I, my, my bank account number is not high enough. Why is it high enough? Oh man, you know, it's just at the end of the month, there is no, there's no money left over. I'm, I'm not like keeping any money. All right. So you don't have a problem making money. You have a problem keeping the damn thing in there. Right. So it doesn't make sense to make the assumption then to jump to the, um, conclusion of, well, then therefore I should raise my price. Cause that doesn't affect that the keeping part, right. That, that, that almost is the wrong solution to choose. Um, and this is where again, too, clean thinking comes into play, um, rational thinking and really critically thinking critically about like the issue at hand, really breaking this down um, and almost like talking yourself through it. And also, this is the biggest thing, separating from the damn ego, right? Because the ego will always tell you, oh man, yeah, I'm worth more. I should charge more. It's like, hold, hold the phone, right? Are you really the, like, are, do you actually have some damn discipline in this thing, right? Um, <clears throat> like somebody, somebody who um, doesn't have a six pack, who doesn't have like, you know, a foundational muscle group probably shouldn't do steroids, right? Because they want to get ripped. They should probably like have some discipline in the gym first. They should probably get them newbie gains, fix the diet, go to sleep on time, not drink alcohol, not do like, you know, major cheat meals, drink lots of water, stay hydrated, eat the right foods, figure out what foods they need to eat before they get to that step. Like that, that's like accelerated, right? They don't even have like a, like a foundational, like if you want to think about like a foundational campfire, they're almost like trying to just pour gasoline on like a twig that is even lit on fire. It's just a, a, a twig, right? <laughs> like that's, that's the exact analogy, like what, what individuals sometimes try to do. Um, and so when you kind of like think about like the core problem, what's the problem? Not making enough money. Why? Well, no, like, you know, not enough money's being kept in the uh, bank account. Well, why? <laughs> right now you can be like, well, cause I, you, you got to face the facts. You probably just spend too much and, and you, or it's not like again too, it's not like the damn thing just escapes or like crawls out. There's something that you did um, or decisions you've made in the past, right? That now take money out of your account every month. Like maybe, maybe you moved out too quickly. Maybe you got too expensive a place to live in. Maybe you got too fancy of a car because you want to flex. And this is where this, this idea of now auditing your past decisions or even your decision making comes into play, right? Because it's like, all right, well, you can't just be like, oh man, my car bill is too high. So now I need to charge more so I can make more. It's like time out, time out, time out. Um, this, this is still not making sense, right? So you made a terrible, like somebody made a terrible decision to buy a car that they didn't think about long-term that is too expensive for them to upkeep. So therefore they now need to make more money and charge more just to keep up on that. I think the first thing somebody should do is like, maybe try to reverse that decision. Maybe go back and be like, yo, made a bad decision. Let me reverse this. I'm going to just take this in. Give me, give me the, uh, you know, the Honda or the Toyota, right? Like, let me not, let me not get too greedy right now. Let me fix, let me fix up my personal, because the, the, this is exactly what I mean when personal issues bleed into the business is when somebody has a personal issue with needing the, uh, validation or needing that, that flex or the attention, 
um, and paying for that and then thinking that now business, there's a business issue when there isn't a business issue, right? You could be doing 4K a month and, you know, losing 500 bucks out of, out of the account every month because you've made poor decisions up to this point in time. It does not, it's not the business you need to fix, it's you, right? And when you start like auditing your decisions, I remember I had to do this and it's very, very sobering, it sucks. <laughs> I, I can't say it's easy, it sucks like hell. Um, but it's very eye-opening and if you just start making this a regular practice. So, you know, when you're about to go make a buying decision, like, I don't know, maybe you're gonna buy some new clothes. Why, why am I gonna buy these clothes? What is the real underlying reason here? It's not because you want new clothes, right? Like if you have fine clothes, like you probably don't need to buy anymore, right? <laughs> like you just kind of want to like really cr think critically about this decision. Am I really trying to buy clothes or am I really actually trying to flex to get attention because I feel lonely? And sometimes you'll come up to like those like really depressing answers and you'll be like, ah, oh, fuck, I got myself with this one, right? And that's fine. I think everybody at some point in time, especially as barbers, we've all done that. Um, because money comes into our pockets or into our hands, I should say, every single day, at least when we're cutting hair. Um, and it's very easy to spend money when we have a lot of it on hand and it's coming in continuously. It's very, it's a different discipline to like keep it um, and save it and um, not spend it, so to say, right? So um, that's one thing, auditing like your, your decision-making process. And Furthermore, like auditing, like further decisions that you make, always being conscious. Is this something that, again, too, is a short-term pleasure or for a short-term reason, right? Like, let's say you're going to go get a car. Is this for a short-term reason? Be, you know, whatever car it is, or is this actually a long-term reason? I still drive a damn Toyota Corolla. There's no way in hell I'm going to buy another a new car. I don't need a new car. I don't drive around anywhere. I don't need that validation. I'm good, right? It, the thing's paid off. It, I've had it since like 2013. I'm chilling. Um, I've even had people ask like, why do I still have that car? Why would I need a new car? <laughs> right? Like that's a great, like why do, why do I need a new one? The thing, the damn thing's fine. It's going to last forever. Like a while and gets great gas and it helps me build cash reserves. Like I'm more focused on that than anything else. And I think everybody who runs a business, especially barbers, like, you know, like early on, like this was, this was just like gave me a, a stupid competitive edge because like everybody else was just more focused. Cause I was already 21 at the time. Everybody else was focused on whatever they made that night, go out to the club and spend it all. Right. And I was 21. Um, and I didn't, I mean, I didn't really even have like friends to go out with really like, or the pe friends that like wanted to go out. Like, so I just stayed at home, just like fell asleep, woke up, went back to work, did my thing and just like stowed cash away. And that's the best like strategy, like scaling, scaling a business, you, you enter a different variable. And again, too, this is like what the elevated mentorship program, like what we try to like really push across is that, you know, we, we want to battle test this thing. We really want to build it proper at that prior price point. And then with the system processes, it's, it's like, once we have a good bonfire, now let's add some damn gasoline on this thing to really make, go, go to the next levels, not just one level up and then wait there, but levels, um, uh, really fast. And we just, we just pour that accelerant on that damn thing and it will take off. Right. But if you don't have that initial business, I mean, it's, it's, it's damn near impossible. Cause now you're fighting with somebody's, 
um, um, inability uh, to be disciplined and inability to think long term and inability to audit themselves and really think in a third person point of view of like, all right, what the hell am I even doing right now? Like, what's the purpose of this? Um, and I think that's what most barbers do. They live day to day, week to week, month to month, um, and even have families and do this. And this is like the bad thing, right? Again, too, you've made like you've had, you've made the decision to have a family now. Like, let's really like we can't be like take that one back, right? So let's like really make sure that this thing is efficient, even with with what you have uh, in expenses, right? Let's really cut down in other areas. Um, that you don't need and is is an ego boost and you know you you think that you're you're doing it just to enjoy life but it's just like look you you keep yourself in like a really bad space just for again the short-term high and you have to sacrifice those like pleasures in the short term to actually get the thing that you want eventually in the long term right so i lost my kind of went on went on a tangent so let me go back to my notes um no, we're working. Okay. So this is also like, cause I, I think that's just some clarity is, is also needed for this too, because, um, I've definitely gotten messages before of barbers that are like, Oh man, I'm out of the hamster wheel. I'm like, really? What did you do? <laughs> like kind of like, Oh God, you might have fucked things up. But what did you like? What did you do? Oh man, I raised prices up like 20 bucks. Oh, I'm not cutting as much hair. It's great. I'm like, shit. All right. Good luck. Um, and the hamster wheel is not doesn't mean that like just because you're it doesn't mean that you're just doing a shit ton of heads or that you you want to avoid working hard or anything like that right the hamster wheel in essence is like look you have a business and you've taken it up to its max level and everything that you're doing doesn't get a new result right it's like if you push it's like jenga if you push on a block the uh, something else equally um, to the force that you applied is supposed to pop out on the other side which is the block right but in the hamster wheel, um, if you push in on that Jenga block, like nothing, like you could push in as far as you want and nothing's going to pop out on the other side, meaning like you can work as hard as you want and you're still going to end up with the same amount of money each and every single month. Um, but a, an actual business, like what we're talking about, like business disciplines, all this war chest, um, and actually having the understanding of like thinking long-term has to be there. Like you don't have a business if you're, if you're doing under like, I mean, I'm just be blunt. If you're under like 5k, like, like it's, it's, and you're, you're trying to charge more, it's a little bit irresponsible. Um, and it's something that I see barbers trying to go after, and it's the perception of things. Um, and I don't want it to be that way. I want people to understand, like, because you can have a very successful business, even doing 20 bucks. I was talking to a gentleman the other day, doing phenomenally well, charging 21 bucks, right? I'm not going to say how much he has in the bank, because that's personal, but he's doing phenomenally well. And it just it all comes down to how serious are you? And I talk to individuals like this, and this is the these are the individuals I work with inside the program, right? Um, we almost kind of laugh on call because it's like, okay, cool, you're not one of them, right? And what, I'm, what we what I mean by that is like you're not one of those individuals who's who's blinded or 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 um, going after the perception, but just look, staying really in in the true reality of things. Look, you you have to be able to build this war chest. Don't be dumb, right? Don't be um, naive and go after the flashy shit that everybody else is doing because you shouldn't be a groupthink person. You should think for yourself. You should definitely like if everybody's out here spending money, enjoying themselves, spending money on new cars, getting like all the flashy shit. Don't just 
succumb to that, right? Think for yourself. Think, all right, what do I actually want? What do these people actually want? And what are they actually getting? Because if, the, if this is what they're doing now, what's going to happen 20 years from now? Because that's not going to stay the same, right? I, I said it on my Instagram story. We'll see in 10 years where everybody else is at. I thought that same damn thing five years ago when I, when I was like, may, or not five years ago, but like back in like 2015, I was like, all right, by 2020, 2021, we'll see where everybody's at. Um, cause I'm cutting hair now, but I got, I got a different plan. I, I'm going to pivot and I'm going to build this thing to be able to, to make that move. Um, and you know, you could see where in, in the five, 10 year span where everybody's at. And it's, I think the same way as like, you know, that's doers versus talkers. And you could see that from, I, I, I was talking to one of the uh, barbers who, who was in the, in the elevated mentorship program. Um, because I think everybody should get more in tune with who a doer is versus a talker and avoid the talkers. I mean, just look at like, um, I mean, I love music. So and I love, I used to, used to really study like, um, artists and like, um, hip hop and everything. So you could look at like back in when Drake was coming up. I mean that, that like that group of artists, right. Um, you could say Drake, ASAP Rocky, Big Sean, um, Kendrick, you could, you could put like a couple barbers in, or not barbers, Jesus, a couple rappers. Imagine if Drake was a barber, a couple of bar of rappers in that like category. Um, and we like, even Drake said, we'll see who's where in 10 years. Like, like that's, that's, that's going to tell test of time is, is going to be truth. Right. And, um, I think we see where everybody's at and where everybody, like, you know, nobody even thinks about some of these artists, honestly. Um, and Drake just got artists of the decade. And it's like, that's at least for me, like how I think about like how, you know, any barber should be running their business. Like, look, that's fine. Stunt right now. Make your noise. We'll see where you're at in 10 years, right? We'll see where you're at in five years even because this thing's brutal. This thing is harsh. Um, and, and if you don't set things up properly right now, it's going to take you out. And um, it's, it's almost like also too, like I understand from a, a sense that it's like, well, what, what, what else were you guys trying to do, right? Like, what, like I thought we were in this to win. I thought you were, I thought you were going to be a little bit more of a competition or somebody who's going to push actually harder than what you did. Um, and like, that's, that's the energy that like, like if you listen to anything that Drake talks about, like, I mean, I think now he's a little bit more, um, again, he's playing the nice guy as a kid, but like, you know, before it was like, dude, what these, these, I mean, they're frauds, right? They're just not, they're talkers at the end of the day. They're not about what they say. They're more into fashion. They're more into all this other stuff that really, you know, fashion and women, they're going to get caught up. That's fine. Watch what we do in 10 years. We're just focused on this thing, right? We're building for a 10 year thing, not like to be flashy or to have the, the biggest name out right now. We're building the war chest and you know, guess who just built their own like mansion, <laughs> the embassy, right? Dude. I mean like, come on now. Um, so this is, this is kind of like how you, sh and if you track anything too, like just look, look at back, back over like people's careers, other hip hop artists, I think hip hop's like incredible just to, um, look at doers and talkers. Cause everybody kind of chirps, right? Everybody chirps about like all this bullshit. Um, you know, but who's where, like think about like people who were, who were like around, um, you know, when Jay-Z was coming up and making a name, like what who, the people like in, in that era, you could clearly see who the doers and the talkers, right? That's what I'm talking about. Um, talkers, talkers just, they'll talk a big game. Oh man. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, all right. 10 years. What are you going to be doing? Same damn thing. Still talking. Doers going to be like in a completely different, uh, space and time. Um, 
And that's the perception versus the reality. But perception is all about talk. Talkers love perception. They love the perception of things. They, they, fall, they go after the perception of things. They fall in love with the perception of things. Doers just, just like, just show me the reality of it. And they're in tune with reality. They understand what is real, what's not. They could spot, they could spot those things in an instant. Um, and th- this is, I mean, maybe I should make a full podcast on what to do, like how to, how to audit yourself of being a doer versus a talker. <laughs> I think that would be super helpful. But like, um, you could, I mean, you could audit yourself of like, who do you listen to? Like, I started looking at who I listened to, consumed, like, media-wise, consumed, like, music-wise, consumed, anything-wise, and just did research on the individual. Are they a doer? Or are they a talker? Because if they're a talker, I don't want to have anything coming into my, ment- I, my mental capacity. Like, I even stopped listening to certain artists because these, these people are talkers. Time has, time has showed me what they are and who they are. I don't even want to listen to their bullshit. I'm, I'm not going to feed into it. I just want to listen to doers right? I just, I want that energy. I want to be on that frequency because that's, that's what I'm more interested in, right? <clears throat> all right. So we kind of went through all that. Oh, already kind of went over that, you know, seeing a lot of barbers raising prices, but never had the actual business. Um, now this doesn't apply to everybody. Um, but I think for a majority of people like, um, that I've talked to at least, I mean, it makes me, it, it makes me a little concerned. Um, so I feel like I should at least make this podcast. So hopefully if you are listening and that is you, no worries. Like people make mistakes, just pivot off it. Right. Um, so what to do about this, right? So, um, like I said before, we had an individual who, um, also fell into this trap of like, um, raising prices, never had a, a solid business. He actually went from 20 bucks to 40 bucks to 60 bucks, um, and completely broke his business. And this is why I'm always very hesitant on even saying on anything on media be- of like, Hey, you should raise your prices. Cause I think it's very detrimental if, um, because it's a case by case study, you have to understand the individual, you have to understand the business. Uh, and it is a very curative process to get somebody up to that next level successfully. It doesn't just, it's not just like you raise it and it's not like a, what's it called that feel the dreams, like you, you, you raise it and they will come. Like that doesn't work, right? I think more barbers, like it just people in general have like a hope and pray method than, than an actual strategical like um, angle at this. And you have, again, to business is all strategy. It's, 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 it has little to do with like you're hoping and praying. <laughs> it's, it has everything to do with your strategy. So, oh, how do we fix it? So simply, um, you know, all, all we fixed was, I mean, you're gonna hate to hear this, but we went back down. And if that's like a situation, like that's the, that's the really the only thing you can do. Like if you didn't build it, like you can't scale up. Um, you can't be doing these things. You should just go back down and work on those other like tactics, right? Um, or just not tactics, but um, those other um, business disciplines, really like storing the war chest, like auditing your decisions, fixing up everything about yourself so that these, these personal issues don't bleed into the business later on because you, if you scale up, um, and this person kind of had the same issue of like, we scaled up, these personal issues still keep on bleeding the business, and it's just a, this self-fulfilling reflexive cycle that just spins somebody down to the ground and like just really buries you. Um, and as much as it's gonna hurt the ego, it's it's the smartest thing in the long term, right? Again, too, if it if 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 you if you have done that and you are so prideful about going back down you should definitely look at like, what are you really like trying to do? Are you trying to live in the short-term things or the long-term of things? Because if you're living the long-term, you're going to have to take short-term sacrifices. You're going to have to bite the bullet in the short-term. Long-term wise, it won't be the case. If you're living the short-term, may God help you. That's all I got to say. Um, 
So we went back down and we just started building uh, building the proper business, right? Before we could actually implement like a lot more of, of the scalability things, um, storing cash reserves, understanding, um, you know, how to actually run the business properly at that price point. I think we went from 60 all the way down to uh, 30 now. Um, and he's doing phenomenally well. Like he just had his best month last month. He got like 20 or 30 new clients. Um, and it's the, it's the busiest he's ever been as a barber, period. Um, it, it, I'm completely proud of the dude. If, if he's listening to this, I'm not going to say his name, but if, if he's listening to this, he knows how like incredibly proud I am. I, I am of him. Um, because it's been, it has been a battle of like, not really so much pride, <laughs> maybe a little bit of pride at first. Cause he was one of those individuals that like, we had a call. He thought he could do the thing on his own, build the business on his own, really screwed himself up until he was like, all right, I fucked up. I need your help. And then we started working and like, really like I'll give him all the praise because he really was open-minded and just did everything that I asked him to do. Um, and he's reaping the benefits today. And it's, it's really like, I'm, I'm always really amazed to see just, just how, how much he'll continue, um, you know, pushing forward. I'm, I'm honestly really excited because I definitely want to do an interview with him just so, you know, everybody can hear his story and kind of hear what happened and also learn from that. Cause I think this is a very good learning opportunity for the rest, the whole industry in itself. Um, and again, too, I couldn't be more proud of the dude. Um, now, yeah, that's, that's just at least how we fixed his business. I'm just looking at what the rest of my notes are. I want to make sure I get everything that I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. So kind of went already over this too. Like, again, if, if that's, again, if your situation is that, um, look to go back down or just scale down in the business, like work on building that. Also, in terms of working on self or working on your habits, um, you know, consumption wise, fixed by auditing your diet, your meaty consumption, exercising, etc. Like every single action you take from the moment you wake up, you should audit. Is this short term? Is this long term? Is this thing that I'm eating and that I'm drinking that I'm consuming right now? Is this just for a short term pleasure? Or am I trying to get a long term thing? And I've completely audited my entire life from how I drink. Um, I mean, not like alcohol, but like, you know, just water, um, no sodas, um, really clean diet. Um, I mean, really clean exercise too. Like, and it, like exercise is a big one. Like some, like what I noticed a lot about myself was was I was too far deep into like the short term exercise of like trying to lift the heaviest weights um, and just no form, just trying to pump up the best biggest weights and that's it. And like, I just kind of threw all that shit away. I, I just do all body weight now, and it's like completely changed my mindset. And because it's all form, it's like you have to stay in in that thing long term wise. Um, and you can't get out of the, you know, you can't, you can't escape the pain, right? Like you, you really should just audit everything you do. Audit the music you listen to audit, like, um, media that you watch audit, like, um, people that you listen to, like, just look at everything that you're doing, uh, and just like, take a real hard look at it. Like, is this the right thing I should be doing? Is this like short term? Is this long term? What's the real reason why I'm doing this or listening to this? Is it because like, I need validation? Is it because I need like some short term high? Or is, is this actually helping me to build something long term? It's why I switched to more reading books. Um, it's why I switched to I really only just watch CEO interviews. Um, and I just don't, I mean, like, I, I don't think I ever watched like some, some like real stupid, like TikTok videos or just scrolling aimlessly on anything like that. Um, cause that, that thing will get you. Um, even if you do that, if you just find yourself aimlessly scrolling on social media or just watching things for entertainment, anything entertainment wise, you should probably just cut out. Um, 
you know, I'm not saying like anything enjoyment wise. Like I enjoy watching like MMA fights. I enjoy watching, um, uh, like on Instagram, at least I, I really enjoy watching animals eat each other as, as like brutal as that sounds. <laughs> but like everybody in the pro in the elevated mentorship program knows that I really enjoy it. What is that? Um, nature is metal. I really enjoy that one. I really like seeing like animals in the wild, um, just attacking each other. It's just something about, it I absolutely love. Um, I like, um, you know, philosophy. I like learning about more philosophy, uh, you know, doing research on individuals like that and less, you know, um, just entertainment stuff. Right. Um, and I think you should do the same thing because this, this is going to help like top down business again to get yourself out of the perception versus the reality of what you want to go after. Social media is a terrible one, especially with TikTok. There's a lot of perception going on versus reality with that thing or just any social media. Um, even even like with books too or people that like wrote books i always ha I, i'm very like i put my guards up on people of like oh you should read this book i'm like mm, sounds like a perception thing i'll do more research i'm like yeah it's a perception thing not reality um too many things are and again too this is, goes into uh theory and practice too many things have too much theory uh, and not enough practice i just try to base everything i do off of, of, of the practice um and you can easily spot the theory versus practice when something just um it's just oh too over theorized, and I can't explain. I guess on the spot as that well because I, I, that might be a different topic for a podcast. But um, I, I mean, again, too, it's something I tell like barbers in the program all the time. Like I, I just focus on what I've done. I don't over theorize anything. Um, theory is theory. Theory is basically putting a being able to communicate what the practice is to another individual, right? Um, so let's say if I am playing catch with somebody, right? I'm throwing a baseball, playing catch. If I want to tell somebody how to properly throw, that's theory, right? But the practice is them actually doing it and actually feeling it out. And then hopefully some somewhere around the t like when they do it, the theory, like if you communicate and, pr and put the theory properly, um, they'll understand it but no matter what you're always going to be losing a tad bit of of the practice uh and you won't get that completely 100 percent into the theory there's just no way even even like what i try to do with business um i like there's still so much that like you know even on q a calls that we just cannot get to because it's just like the practice is it's so dynamic um and if you've ever played a sport or anything like that and you like it's like you know trying to like read a book on how to play baseball or basketball or football. Like there's, there's a theory on how to do it. And then there's also a practice, right? Um, and you should have like a really good even mix of the two, but more, I always try to lean more on the practice side. I read the theory kind of call bullshit on it. I'll go find out on my own practice. Um, so we might get into that next time of just like how that can apply to your business or just whatever at all. But I'm getting a little thirsty, so I kind of want to wrap up this podcast, but I appreciate everybody who's been listening on. Um, again, too, if this is, um, you know, in terms of elevate mentorship program, if, if you're in a you know a position with your business as a borrower where you're doing about, again, the four to 10K per month mark, have a proper business like we've talked about, um, you know, in terms of, you know, you have the cash reserves, you, you, you've been able to build things properly. You're not looking at the short term, you're looking at the long term. Um, you're that type of individual and you want to scale, but have hit that hamster wheel where look, everything you try to do, it doesn't work. Um, whether it be adding on more services, um, or it's going too slow. Um, and you want some help to actually put again to the, uh, 
the gasoline or that igniter fluid on top of your business so it can actually scale. So again, you can get out eventually from cutting air full time. Um, what I'll do is I'll put a link down below. You can schedule a call with me and we could talk to see if it makes sense uh, and, you're, and you're a good fit for what we do inside the Elevated Mentorship Program uh, to work with me uh, personally. So um, I really want to make sure, again, to of you apply, make sure you give me as much information on your business. I really want to make sure it's a good fit for everybody. Um, again, to about 80, 75, 70, 75% of people, uh, it's just not going to be the best of time, even the ones who I do hop on calls with. Um, that's just the reality of it. And, and we're just looking for a specific individual who's, you know, they're in the right place. Um, but at the very least, if that's you, you know, we'll, we'll kind of go through like what's going on with your business, what are the problems, um, and, and at least maybe kind of give you a clear eye view of like what you should be going towards. So if that's you again too, um, go ahead, I'll put a link, it was say like to book a call or like ready to get help, book a call with me. Um, and you can just book a time and uh, we could talk, figure things out. If it's a good fit, great, we'll start working together. If not, no worries, we can come back to a later time. Um, and again, too, if this is your first time listening to podcasts, welcome. Make sure to like, subscribe, drop a review, and rate the podcast. Um, as well as if you felt that this was beneficial to you and just the overall growth, if you're a barber and you feel like somebody else needs to hear this that you know of or would benefit from this, feel free to share it to them. If you were the person uh, who got this podcast shared to them and now you get to you get to this part of the podcast and somebody shared it to you, go ahead and thank them because uh, they have your best interest in your overall growth in mind. And again, too, maybe you should pass on that favor and send it to somebody else as well who you think should and could benefit this as a barber in the industry because I think this is something that um, is very beneficial and, and probably does need to get on more radars. So with that, um, again, too, been more active on here. Make sure you go ahead and, and follow also on the YouTube channel. Been a little bit active on that as well, too, dropping videos every week. I have a couple more good ones uh, coming up as well that I'm very excited to kind of share um, just kind of like uh, for barbers and their business. So make sure you follow or subscribe, not follow, um, to the YouTube channel, or you can check that out at Deluxe. I guess that's it, Deluxe, <laughs> the YouTube channel. Um, and then if you want any more resources or want to check out anything else, uh, thenewairbarbering.com, great place to go, resources, customer reviews, as well as you can also schedule a call with me through there as well too. So we'll wrap up the podcast. Thanks everybody for watching, or not watching, but listening in.